Welcome to episode two of Happy Hour with the Burned Out Mom. This episode is called Dirty Holy Water. I'm your host, Morgan Carver Richards. Happy Hour with the Burned Out Mom is a stand-up style podcast, which at times can be vulgar or inappropriate. I hope you enjoy it and thank you for listening. So there's a guy from the great state of Louisiana who took a crop duster plane full of water and dumped it on an entire town. Now, prior to putting that water on the plane, he himself personally blessed all of it. Um, And I have a couple of questions on that one. So what does he mean by blessed the water? Um, And what agency is monitoring uh, the blessing being added to that water? Um, So what if this dude had added his extra holy special blend into it? Like, you don't know that, that it's not his seminal fluid. He's not inherently good just because he's wearing a Catholic church robe. I mean, imagine if a dude from Texas with a beer belly in his, you know, late 50s, he's balding, he smells like Marlboro Reds and a little bit of dry swamp ass. His name's Ronnie. If that guy came to a community with a plane full of water and announced that he was going to spray it all over everyone in the entire town after he blessed it, like, what would that be okay? Under what circumstances is it okay to dump an entire plane full of water on a whole community and not have it regulated? Like, was there someone, at least from that town, who was like, you know, we should probably check that water first. We should really look into the water and just make sure it is just water with a said blessing on it. Because if anything, they should at least have had the guy drink it in front of them. The guy who blessed it. They should have said, you bless the holy water. Why don't you take a sip? I mean, but what do I know? It's not like the Catholic Church has ever given us any reason to question the men who wear the robes and want to bless people. This episode will include unnecessary commercials in between jokes If you like them, they have their own podcast called Unnecessary Commercials on iTunes and SoundCloud, or you can go to unnecessarycommercials.com. Colin Jost from Saturday Night Live, the host of Weekend Update, really ruined my fake and made up possibility. So I was just thinking one night while I was watching a rerun of Saturday Night Live, and it was the one where Scarlett Johansson was hosting, but this was the one prior to Colin Joe started, when he started dating Scarlett Johansson. And in my mind, I'm going, oh my God, what would I do if I ever had to make up a dating profile? Because that, you know, I was off the market and knocked up before dating profiles were really a thing. And, you know, I would have to accurately represent myself to possible, you know, dates. And how do you do that? How do you tell people what you look like? And I'm not talking about who Colin Jost is, or what he does, or, you know, his humor or anything like that. I'm talking about what he looks like. And I'm looking at Colin Jost, and I'm going, Oh, I could say I was the female Colin Jost in terms of looks, because he's not unattractive. He's not ridiculously hot. And he looks like he grew up in the middle of America. I know he grew up on Long Island, but he looks like he grew up in, you know, Kansas or Oklahoma or Nebraska. And he looks like he had a steady, steady diet growing up of corn and meat. And 
for two years, about two years. I'm, I have this in my mind. I'm like, okay, that's my backup and my fake made up life. If I have to make up dating profile, I'll just say I look like the female Colin Jost. That's my level of hotness. And then he started dating Scarlett Johansson, which obviously, you know, knocked him up about 15, you know, levels of hotness. And you're like, damn it, that completely ruined it for me. It's not like when Pete Davidson started dating Ariana Grande, because I think everyone, including Pete Davidson, when they started dating, everyone was like, okay, she's going through a phase right now. Um, You know, maybe she's come out of a nice steady relationship and she is just looking to be reckless and unreasonable and date someone who does not have their life together and also looks kind of goofy. So we all saw that one coming. We knew that was, you know, we knew it was a phase. But then Colin Joe starting to date Scarlett Johansson really ruined it for me. Are you a tired, burned out mom who just needs a nap? Try Goodnight Mother, a new supplement that has the perfect combination of tequila and quaaludes to keep you alive. Not FDA approved and banned in all 50 states, but you can get them shipped from Thailand at rakwisawakomai.com. This ad was brought to you by Unnecessary Commercials by The Burned Out Mom. And my professor did this really cool exercise where she asked us to name things that made a good mother. And so everyone was sort of saying, you know, cares for her children, takes care of them when they're sick, feeds them, teaches them things, loves them, hugs them, blah, 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 1950s. But as a mother, I was the only mother in the class, um, you know, it was nice to see that all this hard work was going to pay off one day that, you know, maybe my kids would be in a room saying similar things about me, thinking nice things about me because I put in all this time. Uh, but she really, really turned turned a corner when she asked everyone to give examples of what made a good dad. And everyone's faces were just baffled. They were like, what? What? And then, of course, somebody's, you know, over there raising their hand. They're like, um, well, they bury your pets when they die. Like, is is that the foundation for being a good dad? Is that when, you know, every 12 years or so when something dies, they take a shovel and put it into the ground? Is that really the bar that we've set for dads? Is that that thing? Like, how... How nice is that? I wish that was the expectation of me as a mom was that every 12 years or so when something died in my house, I would just go dig a hole and put it in a shoebox and throw that thing in a hole. Like that's how nice that must be. Does your spouse seem as if they've got a giant thorny stick up their ass? Try Fiesta Rectum Balls, formerly known as anal beads. Just give the Fiesta Rectum Balls a firm shove up the rectum to dislodge the giant thorny stick. Side effects may include high-pitched yelping, a more pleasant attitude, and reduced megalomania. This ad was brought to you by Unnecessary Commercials by The Burned Out Mom. I am a big fan of all of the old wives' tales for trying to determine whether or not a man has a huge penis. And... You know, they're, you've got the feet. Oh, it's got to be the feet. You got to look at his feet. You got to look at the hands. Oh, well, it's the girth of his forearm multiplied by the length from his kneecap to his toe. 
um, you know, there's no standard, there's nothing, no characteristic that'll really accurately tell you whether or not you're going to be getting into something good or not. Um, except that there are two people, two people that I could think of that when I look at them, I go, yeah, yeah, those two have huge ones. And it's Idris Elba and Billy Bob Thornton. And there's nothing about the two of them that is similar that could be the foundation for that statement. There's nothing about them, you know, their feet or their facial structure or their hair or their body or anything like that. It is simply that you just look at them and you know. Now, I know that I'm making a statement that I can't back up. I even Googled this. I Googled this for a good hour and a half trying to figure out if someone somewhere had slept with either one of them and then told everybody and their mom about it and it made its way into the news and that was not the case. But I'm actively, actively looking for any kind of information on the size of the penis for these two so I can verify that statement. But I think we can all agree when we look at Idris Elba and Billy Bob Thornton that they are definitely packing some heat. Are you tired of being viewed as a hot sex pot and also want to find the perfect combo of warm, free, and organic feet? Try Socks and Stocks. Socks and Stocks is a simple concept. Just throw on a pair of socks and slide your human hooves into a nice pair of Birkenstocks. Socks and Stocks informs those around you that your genital area is closed for business while also letting them know that you won't be wearing deodorant anytime soon. Try Socks and Stocks today. You won't regret it. The English language, if you really, really, really dig into it and think about it, is such a slack language. So th- take two words that are spelled the exact same, and independently you cannot decipher what that word means, what, what the intention or how to pronounce it read and read, both of them are spelled the exact same way. And they have different implications, even though they're both, you know, about reading. But you don't know independently, which one it's talking about. There's no marks of emphasis on anything. And so there's all these people who are like, Oh, speak English, speak English. Really, you want you want people to dumb themselves down to the point where they're at such a slack-ass language. It just hands you the letters. That's all it does. It just hands you letters. It's like, here, here's the letters. You figure out what the hell I meant. Do you have a hankering for condensing your liquids down to 3.4 ounces or less and enjoy taking your shoes off in public? You should try TSA. TSA will make sure your Nana gets felt up at 5 o'clock in the morning and may even make you cry when they tear through your meticulously packed and organized bag to pull out your vibrator in front of your children and 250 strangers. If you're looking to knock your ego down to a dead stop while having an uninterested stranger pack your tatas and hoo-hahs with the back of their hand, come on by and give TSA a try. Rules and restrictions may apply. Making jokes, having the name Ahmed, or carrying fresh fruits and vegetables may land you in a room where you'll receive a full cavity search. Social media really gets a bad reputation for being something that really, you know, dumbs us down as a society. And you see it, there's all these stories all over any social media site talking about how social media use 
does this and it does that. And, you know, it's not good for the developing brain and blah, 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 and all these things. But I really feel different about it. And I think it's a really good and unique social experiment and one that social scientists need to really lean in on and analyze and quantify because it's this open and free platform that tells us exactly how dumb society is. People were already that dumb. You just didn't hear about it. You know, if you ran into someone in the grocery store and they started spewing off about how the earth was flat, you were like, that guy's batshit crazy and I'm never going to talk to him again. But now all of those people have a way to tell everyone that they think the earth is flat. Not just that, but if you go on to any local news station that shares something about a crime that was committed in their town, you go in the comment section of that news story, and you know, it might be a 45 second clip of a press release, or maybe something that took them less than two minutes to read, and it's just sort of basic um, summaries of what's gone on, you know, in terms of this crime, and then you go in the comment section, and there's some lady named Brenda from Tulsa, not even in the same damn city as the crime, And if you go on her profile, you'll find out that she cuts hair and she just can solve that crime real quick. She just can read that two minutes, two minutes. She took two whole minutes to read some things and suddenly she has solved that crime for the city of Atlanta or wherever it occurred. But that's everybody. Everybody thinks that they know exactly what's going on with everything. And I think that was always a thing. But now we just have this really unique and cool way to see how stupid we already were. Do you like it when you grab a handful of nuts and they give you a salty surprise? Try Newman's Family Nut Dust. Hi, I'm Linda, niece of Nolan Newman, founder of Newman's Family Nut Dust. For over 50 years, Newman's Family Nut Dust has been bringing a salty explosion to the taste buds of nut lovers all over the great state of North Dakota. If you're looking to add a salty surprise to your family's nut business, or if you just want a tub for personal consumption, come see us down at Newman's Family Nut Dust. If our traditional nut dust formula isn't what you're looking for, Hank and I can mix up a special nut dust for your product or personal needs. Thank you for listening to the second episode of Happy Hour with the Burned Out Mom. A new episode will be released in two weeks. For more information, you can visit my website, theburnedoutmom.com. If you enjoyed the commercials from today, they have their own podcast. It is called Unnecessary Commercials. You can visit that website at unnecessarycommercials.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend. Thank you again, and I hope you will share a laugh again with me for episode three. The music for today's episode was Carefree and Slow Burn by Kevin McLeod.